1: Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for
0: listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of
1: good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now.
0: Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. No, I am not Mike Lynch. Mike Lynch has decided that he's too cool for school, and a bunch of his friends are in town, so he has decided to take the week off. Uh, I have to work for him in our other job tomorrow, and today, it's not just me, I promise. The last time we did just me, I don't think things went very well, as I got off on a large tangent about Paul McCartney that didn't really make any sense. However, there is a new Hulu documentary with him and Rick Rubin coming out uh, tomorrow, I believe, that I can't wait to check. No, it's not just me, I'm here with our good friend, Brian Cook, owner, operator, Beer extraordinaire at Lombard House in North Portland. Hello, my friend.
1: Hello, back to you, sir. It
0: is so nice to have you. I texted you randomly yesterday because I didn't realize I'd been out of town for a few days, like no service, and I knew Mike was taking time off, and he goes, oh, yeah, can we do the podcast today? This was yesterday, and I go, oh, no, dude, I'm book solid. He was like, oh, well, then we'll either skip it or you have to do it by yourself.
1: I was like, I'm just going to text Brian. Oh, well, yeah. I was thinking of going fishing, but <laughs> you can still go fishing. Still do you have to fishing. work today? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say you can still go fishing. Yeah. Where do you fish? Up on Savvy Island. Oh, nice. Yeah. What are you catching out there? Nothing, mostly these <laughs> days. I'm uh, Going for trout. For trout.
0: Yeah. Cool. I just got. Uh, I just got back from rafting on the Deschutes. We were doing the Warm Springs, Kanita kind of area section, and I'm not a fisherman, but my buddy caught some like serious size trout.
1: It was yeah. looking really good. There's some big ones out there. I'm he, not a very experienced fisherman. I'm trying to learn. So,
0: yeah, he asked me. He goes, "Dude, you want you want you want to try? You want you want to fish at all?" Because I could have gotten a permit and you can catch two a day sort of mm-hmm. thing, and I was like, "No, man. I don't want to do that at all." Oh, really? I'm not into that. Anymore. No, okay. No, I'm just not into <laughs> it. And also like the first one he got, this is just me and you can call me a, you know, a sissy or whatever you want. Whatever derogatory term you want to call me, but he pulled it out and threw it on the rocks and he goes, "Step on it. Step on it." And I like kind of put my foot on it. He was like, no, dude, you
1: got to step on it or it'll go away. And I was like, I don't want to hurt the fish. Yeah. No, you got to kill the fish. So there's that. Yeah. And so I'm not
0: really into that. That's kind of what takes me. away. I've never shot a gun in my life.
1: We should go clay shooting.
0: I'm just like, it's just one of those things. I'm just like,
1: eh. I've never snowboarded
0: because I'm just like,
1: eh. I got you.
0: It's just my thing. Yeah. You like it or you don't. Well, let's get through some of this stuff. You can find this podcast anywhere you download podcasts. The Odyssey app, Apple Play, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, 108ofthefan.com. Uh, God, I never do this. Mike does this. You can find us on social media. We're on Instagram at beersonus. That's kind of home base for everything. You can also catch us on Twitter. I'm trying to do a little more with Twitter. I know Mike's more the Twitter guy, but I'm trying to throw out some interesting articles and things like that for you guys. And then there's the Facebook page that I don't know what I'm gonna do with the Facebook page yet, but we'll try to figure that out. You can get that Beers on Us pod on Facebook and on Twitter as well. We're also on our own social medias. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at pdd 85 Mike's at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter. And Brian, where can we find you?
1: Uh, we're at Lombard House Beer on Instagram.
0: Yes. And you can check that because Brian's always posting cool stuff, whether it's new food carts or, or food making purveyors for you. Draft lists, live music, you're fully up and running, aren't you? We are. How's that feel? Feels good.
1: Yeah? Yeah.
0: The first thing I wanted to ask you was, I keep seeing all this live music you're posting. Tell me about the feelings you get seeing live music at your
1: bar now. Um, I definitely cried the first night. Really? It was, yeah. Um, And we had, yeah, it's crazy. People, the first few nights especially, people... For a lot of people, it was their first time out. You know, we 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 were outside only until two weeks ago, but we have the big backyard. We had it spaced out, and um, I had watched what they did, what Ezra Holbrook over at the Alberta Street Pub did with um, ticketed tables. Mm-hmm. So I kind of it was a COVID safe way you would reserve a table for just your group, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it was pretty. It was like kind of heavy duty, like a lot of feels. You know, yeah. people were crying. People were like, just really missed live music. You know, it's a big part of a lot of our lives. And, and then the artists, you know, hadn't been able to perform for a long time. And so, yeah, we've had, I mean, some really amazing artists and some people that I was looking forward to seeing and some people I had no idea who they were. And um, yeah, we had this. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been great. When you
0: how am I trying to say this? How long did it take you to feel like you're back to normal? I mean, now that you're pouring beer, people are sitting at the bar, you've got live music. Does it feel like the old days or do you um, think it will ever feel like the old days?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I, we, I kind of remember like addressing that last time here. Like my goal is to try not to like force it to be what it used to be. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know that it will be. It's, I mean, we're, 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 like all the stupidities back like we're just we do a lot of dumb shit there like we we had Swayze all daisy on Saturday and like and it was yeah it was it feels great I don't know that like also I'm not a very normal dude so like normal I guess (laughs) is a little random for me but like it uh I haven't really let myself think about it too much because it's terrifying yeah um it's fantastic, mm-hmm. but it's a weird to flip that switch, you know. Well, yeah, we're but, back open. Well, I it's, mean, it's amazing, but it's it's trippy.
0: Yeah, and you had the craziest pivot of all, if you know, in the sense of you're filling jars and
1: running the van around all day. Yeah, and that was life. That was. And now life is. Now I'm a bartender. Back again, to the hut. And like, and when we first reopened, everyone was just hanging out outside. So I was standing in there, like, <laughs> it was weird. I felt like I was in a kiosk. Yeah. Um, just selling beers out a window yeah yeah. but it's nice it's good to see the faces again and you know it's, some people said some very nice things about like how much they missed the place and mm-hmm. um, yeah It's it's been like a very humbling experience to know that like I knew I wanted to reopen but like you know I wasn't sure if people would be ready to come out mm-hmm. or like with I don't know yeah, it's very nice to know that people are, like, the people that make the place what it is, like, our regulars are back and happy to be back. That's awesome. Super rad. I've been up a couple times. You let us do the uh,
0: Steeplejack episode up there. Um, yeah. One of
1: our most downloaded episodes, my friend. It was nice to hear that, like, from the inside and kind of, like, listen to the episode mm-hmm. ahead of time. Yeah. Are you going
0: yeah. to industry night this weekend?
1: I am not going to be able to, sadly, because... uh. The uh, Cathedral Park Jazz Festival is oh. back on this year. Oh, and that's uh, my wife and I's thing. Like, it's a standing date. And take I kind of well, you take the girl or yeah, just we all two. no, we all go the whole, fam. the whole family. And uh, you know, my daughter loves music. And I say it's a standing date. I've screwed it up several times <laughs> as a new business owner. So I made a point that. Um, this yeah, year, Saturday, Sunday, we're going. This um, year is a must do. Yeah, so I uh, I got the invite from the ladies, and sadly realize it's the same night. Hey, man, I would love to go and of see course, the place and support them both, and of course. But I think I think you're doing the right yeah. thing. that's a big weekend in St. John's. You guys will be busy, and you don't. Have um, to we're usually everyone's so nice. at, everyone's there, so it's kind yeah. of um. We tend to be kind of slow, <laughs> but it's also it's just nice to see like everyone out, mm-hmm. and it's the longest standing. A uh, free jazz festival of its kind in the country, from what, at least in the West Coast.
0: Yeah, I lived in I lived in St. John's for a year from 2013 to 14, and it was two summers, so I got two jazz festivals mm-hmm. when I was living out there. And it's just, I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with that neighborhood. I just think that neighborhood's so great, and it's far enough away, quote unquote, that uh, the riffraff stays away. Well. It's so much it's, more neighborly. We're not like,
1: um, as somebody who spends a lot of time, on I guess, like if you mean like Williams. traffic, yeah, like if, if you mean like traffic and stuff like that, by like, um, yeah, I mean, we're not, I mean we're, we're off to being
0: like urban tourists, bridge and tunnelers. I don't know a ton of people that are yeah, like, I don't Let's know, go to St. John's
1: this weekend, and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really, it's hard like, we, we have, um, we're kind of in like out of the way, so I think it's harder for even if you are, like, a tourist or an urban tourist or whatever, like, it's going to be hard to find us, I feel like. You know what I mean? Out, yeah. Out there. But I love, I mean, I'm very, like, I always love St. John's, but I'm definitely, um, like, all in, like, head over heels in love with St. John's. You know, it's a cool spot. It's been embraced us. And, like. I got a sticker on the back of my truck that says, I heart St. John's. Yeah. With the bridge. I mean, it's, it, means, it means a lot to our family. And, like, that building's been there 100 years that we're in. So, like it's an odd legacy it was a bait, <clears throat> it was a bait and tackle shop in the 40s and 50s and my i mean, the, it, if you my look first at its construction was, it looks like a bait
0: and tackle does. shop
1: and like my first job was packing worms for my grandfather so I was like it's just kind of a weird tie in and um you no, should St. Sell, John's has been great. You should sell bait and tackle. um too much work? It's not a bad idea. It's on the way to the coast. You I know? mean it's a weird idea but it is a weird shit. idea. But I mean, there you we know. We also they, have Swayze all Daisy. Yeah, and, and
0: there's and guys them. that sell beer and hot sauce at the same time. I think I think you have the liberties here yeah. to be a tackle shop that sells beer. Dude, too. there was a
1: point this year where I was like, "What are we going to sell now? Like, <laughs> what should we do? Like, oh <laughs> wait, like you know, yeah, it's uh, yeah."
0: So, I want to kind of get into some of this nitty gritty. I have you, um. You're such a likable guy. I know you don't like hearing me Ugh. praise you for a moment. Um, but you're such a likable guy and you you're connected. You got a lot of friends in this business and we all love and support you. Thank you. Now that we've come now that we're kind of coming out of this COVID shutdown thing, Mike and I have kind of been doing this like state of the industry semi-series of just open-ended discussions about kind of where we are and stuff. And I'd like to stick to the to the meat and potatoes of this. How do you see beer looking right now in terms of taste, quality, packaging, direction? Are you seeing, does it, again, does it feel like we're back to normal? Do you I, feel like we're pushing boundaries? Do you think like we're regressing?
1: Um, I feel like we didn't miss a be- like the industry didn't miss a beat as far as like quality. I mean, I'm sure if, I, if you asked individual brewers, they might've had like, well, this converting to canning might've like, not been the most easy process or but i bought a lot of i mean i obviously sold a lot less beer but i feel like every single keg i got during the pandemic was you know fantastic and i feel like if anything i feel like a lot of the beer was probably being made by like the actual head brewers and you know (laughs) not that i mean they all work very hard but like in a lot of a bigger a lot of places had to pare down, so I think um and and not only that, there's just like we live in the weirdest place in the world where there's like an inordinate amount of just insanely talented brewers mm-hmm. whether it's you're the head brewer or the brand new person, and there's also a lot of people who've worked their way up like from washing kegs to making beer so i as far as like pushing boundaries, like I don't know there's like I uh, I got called a beer boomer because I had too many beers and commented on like some green slushy thing. <laughs> got called and, and you a know, beer I, I was boomer? did, and I was like cracking up because I was like, "He's kind of right." Like, <laughs> fuck me, if you guys like that shit, why do I care? You know what I mean? Like, it, but it was just like, you know, I tried to just read those things voyeuristically and not comment, but. Yeah, this dude called me a beer boomer, and I was like, that's pretty fucking funny. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell
0: you what, brother, yeah. I'm probably right there with you. Cause, and, yeah. that, and that's probably the only reason why I haven't been called a beer boomer is because I see that green slushy garbage and just say, yeah. no, I'm not interested in that. I'm just not even going to engage. And this is
1: like a 21-year-old kid. Kid probably, and I'm like a 46 year old dude, so I'm fucking ancient to him. Yeah, he's like, shut like, the fuck up,
0: yeah, you old boomer.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry, you're the cousin.
0: You, you, you don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Only, only my girlfriend's kids listen to this who are underage. Everybody oh, okay. should be of age. And I oh, have to uh, learn I, how I, to curse someday. I slip it out all the time, yeah. so don't worry about it. You should hear my mom around, like my niece. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm the worst cursor in the world because of my mother. And it's like I got my seven year old niece right there, and there's my mom. F this, f that.
1: Yeah. I. My daughter once dropped my daughter dropped her first f-bomb on camera at thanksgiving really it was cute <laughs> how old um, is she what is she four well, she was three at the she time three. she's six now um but yeah i mean beer boundary like that again like that the slushy thing like i was kind of like it's supposed to be about community and fun right like mm. i don't like it i also literally have never tried it so like maybe i'd taste it and be like oh I don't want to taste it, but, like... You know, what's interesting is we had one a couple weeks ago,
0: and what's really interesting is I'm with you. I'm not into it. I'm not into it mostly because it doesn't taste like beer to me. You know, like, a lot of those, like, really pulpy, hazy juice bombs don't really taste like beer to me. Yeah. And if you like that flavor, that's totally fine. I just have an issue with it because it doesn't seem like beer. Mm -hmm. We had one of those uh, smoothie sours the other day, And to call them smoothie sours, that word sour is boy a stretch because there is so low tartness. They're all basically just like
1: a a lot of my red, they say like on our lacto base. Yeah. And like my issue, you know, I have a little issue with like, one, like I've worked in a lot of breweries and there's a reason I don't make beer. I'd be a terrible brewer. Mm -hmm. So like I couldn't make a beer any better than that beer I'm bitching about. And I'm aware of it. (laughs) Sure. And then like. I don't know. I just think about, like, the people who, like, my friend Tim Phillips, who was a brewer at Barley Creek. Mm-hmm. He passed away very young last year. But uh, I got into beer because I asked him, like, what, in hindsight, were, like, stupid questions. And instead of making fun of me or saying something douchey, he took me in the brew house and he explained it to me. Mm-hmm. And I wound up, like, wanting to work there. And then, like, it's a very odd, like, had he not been cool, like, I might have, who knows? Like, maybe I don't wind up working in beer yeah and so i found myself having to check myself a little bit because i'm like all these dudes are on here because they love this shit, mm-hmm. and i'm being kind of i don't know can? and it really doesn't matter what i think because if you guys like it and like us and again like as a business owner i try to go out of my way to make people feel welcome and i was it was like sort of one of those challenges of covid like i caught myself being like all right who cares what you think all one right. they like it so mm-hmm. you're being kind of a dick Mm-hmm. And then, like, it doesn't taste like beer to me. But if this whole generation of young beer drinkers is drinking this, I can alienate myself from them. Like, I'm probably not going to serve those because I think they've destroyed my lines. But like, <laughs> I can probably come up with some other styles. There's probably some actual, really like, well-made barrel-aged sours that like yeah. could be a gateway drug. And like, hey, try this. Or I mean, or, or just... you might really want a really super clean pilsner. Or just, you know, know,
0: what happened to the, I I feel like the smoothie craze has taken us away from what I personally enjoy is a nice fruited kettle sour.
1: Yeah, there's some really good, yeah. Give me
0: Karina from Ecliptic. Give me Passion Fruit from Breakside. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I'm surprised that this smoothie trend, this slushy trend is i feel like it's semi hurting that
1: i don't and yeah that's don't, a
0: hard work and that's those are hard beers to make. again
1: like i know a lot of my brewer friends kind of agree with me about it but like mm-hmm. but i also have people i know and love and respect who who've made some versions of those beers and like i found myself being like well if i'm being a dick about this picture because it's green I, i'm inadvertently maybe insulting people i love and respect who i know like just busted their ass. Through a pandemic and you know what maybe uh you have to make what people want to drink yeah and like and it was it was like a humbling like not humbling maybe but just like learning to check yourself a little bit and reevaluate like i think that was a good gift we all got from this year i stopped you know?
0: critiquing hard seltzer drinkers as i've started to become a slightly hard seltzer oh, drinker there you go yeah yeah And you're
1: having fun when you're drinking it. And I'm having fun when I'm drinking it. And that's kind of what I'm, like, that's, again, like, getting back to, like, is the bar back? Who knows, like, what? But, like, just having people have fun again is the most important part of it, right? And then making sure that, not the most important part, because we have to make sure that, like, you know, everyone's on board. Everyone's, like, mental health is okay. Everyone's physical. Like, there's a lot to it. But as a bar owner, I've always really appreciated and like even when I worked in breweries, I know how hard everyone worked to make mm-hmm. this. So like handing it off in the proper way, in a clean glass with an explanation if they want it, right amount of head, and like, a hand, like eye contact, and thank mm-hmm. you because there's like someone grew that grain and then someone like cracked that grain, mm-hmm. a bunch of people we know made that beer, yep. and then a bunch of other people we know and love delivered that beer. It's it's a lot of work going into that one glass, so like. Mm-hmm that's what I'm most excited about about being back and like and again like with the beer trends I don't we're a beer bar I I feel pretty out of the loop in some ways with like the newer trends cuz I just buckled down on what I knew and sold like really good beer and jars for nine yeah. months it was
0: well weird I don't think you're missing a whole lot I mean you covered the slushy the smoothie sours that kind of stuff I mean pastry stouts are here to stay hazies are here to stay um, I mean, we could nerd out on some Italian Pilsner if you want. Um, but I don't know if that's a trend, really,
1: but more of an experimentation. I feel like this really clean beer is like a... It's not a trend. I think it's like how beer is made, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of like, I don't know, like a really well-made croissant is like delicate and light and amazing, and it's Fluffy really hard to make. And, yeah. and like, you might look at that like very clear looking yellow beer in a glass, and think like, "What's that?" But it might be like one of the most beautifully made beers you've ever had. It just it's simple, and that's yeah. what makes it so
0: pretty, beautiful. Yeah. When you look around at your friends that work in breweries and own bottle shops and tap rooms, how have you have you seen any challenges, or have you learned anything from them? And when they're opening, because you know we got a lot of the same friends. And yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, the Cervezas of the world or the Belmont Stations of the world Mm. or yourself, everyone seems to be okay, right? I ran ran into Tyler Treadwell yesterday and was chatting with him about Mm -hmm. Tulip and Tulip Shop and I was just like, how are things going? He was like, dude, things are awesome.
1: I was in there last night and it was slammed. Yeah, he was just like, things are Awesome. awesome. It's a wonderful place. It is a wonderful place. If you're out with Tyler and he's drinking, do not introduce him as Tyler from Tulip Shop because I do that to him and he gets mad at <laughs> and he me. He gets really mad. A yeah. Little shout out to you, Tyler. He was like, stop <laughs> fucking doing that, Brian. <laughs> but you should go and they're speaking of like just two of the best human beings on the planet. He and his wife, Devin, are yeah. absolute gems. And that place is a gem. But like, I think I learned a lot watching Dave Flores from Bridgetown. Interesting. Like, he held, you know, and, again, like, talk about moving parts. He's, like, he's a dad. He's got a business. He has much more volume as far as, like, a bottle shop. And, um, you know, I mean, the person I, like, I I don't, I don't he's kind of private, but, like, Sean Campbell from Beer Mongers, mm-hmm. he and I are very close. And, like, over the years, I mean, he's a sort of someone, like, he and Alex Ganim are two, like, sort of my, like, am I... Would they do this? What you would know, you do? like? What yeah. like? Because they're very level-headed, smart people who are like extremely hardworking and also like have a vision for what they want and they stick to it. Um. And so watching, like watching everyone just adapt and just like, um, hustle. I I I assume it was very hard for those guys, but I do think. Like, anecdotally, like, watching it hanging out, a lot of people bought a lot of to-go beer. Mm-hmm. I know for us, I mean, $14 for a 32-ounce mason jar of beer delivered to your door is pretty expensive, actually. Yeah. Um, and it was not the easiest or cheapest way to buy beer. So I yeah. think I would, again, I think a lot of people bent over backwards to support us all.
0: I saw a lot of that because, <clears throat> you know, you know this podcast. I'm I'm really good friends. You know, both Mike and I, and I've known these guys forever, really good friends with the Barrelit crew. Mm-hmm. Um and we were oh, we haven't even mentioned this yet. Your beer's coming up. We, we were uh we Mike and I had a meeting with the Barrelit crew the other day, and we'll share that announcement for when Mike's here. Yeah. Um but uh I was just chatting with them and they were talking about, you know, they're talking about the future sustainability of their home delivery because they got such amazing support yeah. during during the pandemic that it's like can we keep this going, you know? And so we've learned so much from this that it's kind of, I don't know. It's almost like the blessing of the shitty situation Mm. was we were forced to think on the fly. We all talk to each other. You're learning something from Dave. I'm learning something from you. And someone else is learning, you know, Tyler's learning something from me and all this stuff. And we've almost become better for it. Like, most breweries right now are never going to have servers again. I can name five extremely prominent, high-profile breweries in this town that will never have table service again.
1: And that's, you know, yeah, that's... And whether you like that or not, yeah. that's that's
0: a different debate. No, but, like, that's also, what they like, learned.
1: I built a really stupid little rowboat because I, I can't imagine... I would be... I've historically been hard on my bosses and so I'm like purposely my own boss because mm-hmm. I'm the only one I could be mad at. <laughs> You're just a dick to yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and it's like try doing it yourself. To, I mean, see how it works. Yeah, um, But I can't imagine having gone through a pandemic and having like a 25-year-old version of me calling and being like, dude, I haven't worked. How do I pay my rent? Like my hat goes off like those people who had 30 and 40 people on staff and like... Yeah you know when I was younger like, me wouldn't have if I was you know like doing the jobs I used to do if I was delivering beer or if I was mm-hmm. bar backing like I don't know how I would have gotten through the pandemic and
0: yeah when but, I was at slab town we went from 75 employees to six
1: yeah I can't imagine like having <clears throat> to lay people off and having to you know say like I literally don't know if you're gonna have a job again and then having to make the decision and yeah it's it's a double-edged sword right because you need the brewery to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as someone who made like a very good living a lot of my life being a server, that's also it kind of breaks my heart to hear that too, you know? Yeah. Cause it, it's a, it's an art. Yeah. To be a good server. It's a style. Yeah.
0: I was, I was actually having that, that conversation with Tyler yesterday. It's we like were the talking death about. of an
1: art really. Yeah. You know?
0: Cause, cause part of me, it's so funny because I've been, you know, I've been in this industry in a server for a long time, just like you. You know, even before I was a bartender, I was a yeah. server for a very long time. <clears throat> and I was talking to him about how, you know, I'm okay with no servers because I don't like being harassed. I don't want to hear about your specials. And I'm always going to ask you when I need something. Like, if I order a cheeseburger and some fries and I want ranch on the mm-hmm. side, I'm going to ask for it. Now, I'm a small percentage of people that actually do that. Yeah, But I was talking to him about it and he was like, yeah, man, but you find that one server that has the style. Yeah. And that's everything.
1: It is. And I I mean I, <clears throat> I I see what you're saying and I like as someone who's in the service industry, I think sometimes it's harder for us to like I'm constantly wanting to like help my wife's like literally been like, you cannot bust that table. Like, when we're out, and you're like you see a line at the door, and everyone's doing their best and trying, but they're yeah. like a man down. You're like, I could totally bust that table, I could totally and then the foretop could for sit me. down, and yeah. then like everything would be back to normal. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, uh, I, um, it breaks my heart to hear that like that job is possibly one that's gonna like fall because those, and again, they're the people that like they ate shit and took less tips and mm-hmm. like did everything they could to try to keep that job. But I also have no idea what it's like to have millions of dollars in the balance and trying to figure out how to keep my business going. And so, like, if you're looking I, at labor
0: reports, I'm positive
1: that those decisions weren't like made. Or at <clears throat> least, hopeful. I'm hopeful they weren't made like just flippantly. But yeah, I can't. It's I don't really <clears throat> have much of a comment as far as that decision because like it's it's wild to I, see. Yeah, your... I, I. It's I think a good server is like it isn't it's a total graceful art form and it's hard to do and i think for a lot of people like a lot of people assume it's easy i think it's very emotionally taxing on people to sure. to have to do that all the time and as i'm getting older that's why
0: i have to remove myself yeah. from it because it's the emotional impact is 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 difficult it's high risk high reward there's a lot of great payoff for it not yeah. just fiscally but like there's some real great mental highs you get done with a shift and you've had a good day yeah. serving bartending you feel great.
1: You do, and, and, then and it, you look, and your wallet reflects that. And there's something about standing behind the bar where I hate to say it, but like, you unfairly get more respect than the servers. Like, I've been a server, and I've had people just say awful, awful things, and you're just like, "Wow, bro!" Like, I'm an actual person. Like, yeah, you're being a dick about your like burned pork chop. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but like. I didn't burn it. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm the guy who can fix it. So, yeah. like, maybe be nice to me. Yeah. Maybe be nice to me. You know, nice but to like, totally. So, yeah, I just <clears throat> feel like, yeah, the servers, especially, I feel like, you know, and I, again, like, talk about an art form, like a really, really good bus person. uh, Amazing. Host. I've had yeah. a couple hosts in my day. Like an expediter.
0: Like, it's, yeah. I've had, yeah, a couple hosts, a couple know. expos, a couple busters in my days that it's yeah. like,
1: I didn't know it's, I'm still processing and like, hearing that the like server jobs are going away because that yeah I find it very heartbreaking but like again I don't have millions of dollars hanging over my head yeah. and I don't I don't know what that's <clears throat> like to make that decision so I was going to say
0: when you when you're looking yeah. at when you're looking at labor reports and your labor cost is sitting around mm-hmm. you know 23 percent and you go to this new form and your labor cost is sitting around 11. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a
1: lot of money. <clears throat> I think I'm right. a really, I'm, I'm also I've never a really had to make shitty capitalist. Like, yeah. yeah. I was actually talking to a friend of mine who owns a small business about like the concept of like alternate capitalists, like make just enough. Um, but yeah, again, that's why I don't own a big business because I'd be terrible at it and I'd be a bad boss if I had lots of people <laughs> to manage and I would suck at it. Um, so yeah, again, it's just, it's above my pay grade. And like, I can't imagine emotionally having to make that decision mm-hmm. and then having to tell people. So yeah, I just kind of a lot of feeling a lot of sadness for everyone on both sides of that decision, you know? Well,
0: let's, uh, let's cheer you up here. What are you drinking lately? You know, other than, what's, what's, you know, that's Actually, <laughs> no, that's fine. No, that's what I'm asking. Um, what are you even drinking lately? So we were supposed to do our weekend beer and I totally forgot. This is why Mike runs the show and not yeah. me. Because I forget how to do it. Yeah, all this we've been stuff. having
1: some like rambling.
0: You're good. No, that's why I brought you on. Yeah. You're you're an
1: industry insider. You're you're a known you're known a known guy in the community. It's uh, funny. but you're Aww. but you're loose and light. Actually and... my therapist would tell me don't sit. Oh, there's something we can talk about is I actually uh we're talking about things in the industry. I do think that's something that we could all like work on is like mental health. Acknowledging we're in a crazy industry. Mm-hmm as someone who I, it's a relatively like, it's just, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a bit of a mess emotionally sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, do my best, but mm-hmm. it's been a hard year and I actually like realized, Oh shit, I need to start talking to someone about this. And then having spoken to some other people who shared that with me, like I didn't, I do think that's something we should mention more in the industry mm-hmm. is like just checking in with people and then like, it's a weird ship we're all on, dude, mm-hmm. and like, there's a lot of goofy pirates on this ship, and sometimes I feel like I've been around where like really dangerous or really like concerning behavior is sort of laughed off. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it's just like too much drinking or just like really bad people in really bad mental health states, and no one's like really checking in with them, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, I'm just mean, saying, it's... like, get feel better, and I don't, I don't know what the answer Fuck is, up, but... buddy. You know, you know like, in Austin, they have this um, musicians' uh, healthcare fund, and it's oh. like a it's a trust, and um, each business that has music pays a certain like a certain percentage of each drink or each ticket goes into this trust, and I it, it's sort of this weird pipe dream I was thinking of during all this about like again like people people want fifteen dollar minimum wage. As prices have gone up with beer, I don't think people have really batted an eye. They kind of get it, mm-hmm. and like if, if it was an extra twenty-five cents a drink, and like every beer made like in Oregon would go into this trust, and you know, like, or yeah. just it's a weird idea, but like, and again, way above my pay grade to make something like that mm-hmm. happen, but I think that's something we could work on as an industry is trying to provide like a some more form of just like that's like it's embarrassing, honestly, for people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean. It, it, can, it can be at least, uh-huh. but the more, like, I'm not embarrassed to talk about it now because I was like, everyone deals with shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's something we could work on and, like, maybe make that, like, a 10-year goal or some, some I, I don't know. I couldn't agree more with you simply
0: because, you know, I left my previous job because my mental health was not in a good place. And it had nothing to do with my employer, mm-hmm. had nothing to do with my coworkers, my staff. Yeah. That company was great to me for four years. I have nothing but fond memories of that place. And not because of them, but because the industry can grind on you. Yeah. My mental health was not in a great spot. And so I had to walk away. And I've spent you know, nine months now trying to figure myself out. Mm-hmm. And I'm now, once I finally got into a good mental health space, then it was about going to find a job. Now it's like okay, I I know what I need and what I can't handle, and I need to find a job that more suits that. And honestly, if I didn't make that choice, I'd probably either still be there and miserable and a raging alcoholic, or I would have gotten fired. And who knows what I'd be yeah. doing. So I'm with you. The mental health thing, you know, we talk about this in sports a lot. You know, Kevin Love is 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 like the the poster boy for mm-hmm. this right now. The mental health is a serious serious thing you know you got you got issues with the way the city of portland is run invest in mental health and a lot of things would be different well and yeah and, and it'd be just... cool maybe something like the oregon brewers guild can yeah i don't could put something together i'm just spitballing yeah. here it, could could put something together totally. like that create some sort of inf- infrastructure because i mean even you know brewers who are working four tens like that 10-hour shift that's a
1: grind. That's yeah. hard blue collar work. And there's a lot of time you're just in your head with yourself. Walking exactly. Around in there. It's, and it's not as glamorous, You know, people come and think it's just, it's a very, very, very hard job, mm-hmm. and it requires like a lot of like f- very fastidious attention to detail, while also just a lot of noise and a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, I've gotten real weird on bottling days inside your head. You know, you just start thinking just, about you stuff. You go through the motions and, then, and you're doing things, and then next you yeah, thing you know, you're like. It's yeah. like shower thoughts
0: but for ten hours.
1: You know what I mean when I say shower thoughts? You ever had a conversation with your boss in the shower? No.
0: No? I have not. Oh,
1: I have conversations
0: <laughs> I have conversations with my boss, my friends, my partner in the shower all the time. Nobody's there. It's just That's your me. like little therapy time. Yeah, it's just me. And I'm just like, you know what, boss, I'll tell you what. I've had it up to here.
1: Shower thoughts but for ten hours has to be a beer. <laughs> Make it like a light
0: lager or something, you know, <laughs> it's something you can crush while in the shower. I'm not laughing at you. Was just, I know. I was I know. Like, what the hell did you say? Shower thoughts. But we were getting in, we were getting into what you've been drinking lately. You said yeah, you've been getting into we some mess. You've been getting tangent. into Mezcal. No, mental health is a you huge know, thing. I for have me. been, yeah, I've
1: been drinking a little Mezcal, but like beer wise, I've been, um, well, I've been drinking a hell of a lot of Wanderjack just because it's around. We got mm-hmm. another keg of it. Yeah. I think I've gone through four or five four packs now. I just love that whole concept of that beer. It's really nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know. I mean, you take you that's take, my you take Tyler Brown and Ben Edmonds and yeah. make it a sandwich.
1: Like, I'm buying that sandwich. That's my like, um, like there's all these places in Oregon I've never been, and like I've never been out to Baker, and that's mm-hmm. definitely on my like hit list this year. I want to get out there and.
0: Maybe I'll go with just you. I've go been see out there. the spot. Yeah, I've never. It's a really cool, old town. It's like an, It looks amazing. It's almost like an old country western town. Yeah. Like the street, the main street is huge. It's like four lanes wide, but there's only two lanes. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. It's and... really cool, old old school Eastern Oregon town.
1: And I've heard like uh, Brent Small from uh, mm-hmm. Upright, like he went several years ago, and he was just saying like how many beers, like how many different stouts and things you never see, right, are out there. But so yeah, anyway. I'm, been drinking a lot of that, but I've also been really into um, you know, like the old standby. I've been drinking a lot of Engelberg pills. Nice and clean. Top three pills in the world, in my opinion. Nice, you know, easy. It's our house beer most of the time. I kind of got off track with that this year a little bit. Um, but I mean I always have at least one upright on. But yeah, it's been tasting really, really good. Um uh what else? Like I've been cutting down on beer a lot lately. Kind no. of, um, just I have a six year old. I have to be up early in the morning and, you know, take care of that. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. My, let's see, what have I been drinking lately? I just got back from rafting three days, uh, on the Deschutes. And so you got to pack a cooler with ice, and what you take is what you get. Yeah. It was funny. I was with my best friend, and you get the two of us together, and we can do some work on beer on craft beer like we can really get after it. Yeah. And so we had we had to like count. We had we had daily counts on each. other. <laughs> this is our limit. Yep. Ah, and it was like cuz cuz you don't have a ton of cooler space mm-hmm. and you got to keep everything so cold. So we so I picked up four six packs. I just went to new seasons and was like I'm going to let the new seasons dates on the bottom of these cans dictate what I'm going to buy. Okay. I got a f- six pack of free and Pilsner. Six pack of a uh, patio pail from Migration, six-pack of Rainbows and Unicorn Breakside, and then a six-pack of Summer IPA from Rubens.
1: Oh, nice. It's a good selection.
0: So I got the Pilsner, and I was like,
1: oh. That's a fantastic Pilsner. I was like,
0: Ryan will want some Pilsner, like in a hot day. And I brought it, and he was like, oh, sweet. Good choice. I love all those beers, except you're going to drink all those Pilsners. I don't like Pilsner.
1: That's one of the best like, Pilsners in the country, like, though. It's oh,
0: so good for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we had to ration that. So we were drinking that, and it's really funny to get to the end of the night. And it's like, man, I can, I, you want to have one more beer? And it's like, no, we can't. <laughs> if we have one more beer, we will have that less will be beer less for beer tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But they, but I basically bought all those because I date checked. This is something me and Mike mm-hmm. pine on about on this show. It's just date checks. It's basically how I buy beer now. Yeah. Is that, you know, I, I don't, you know, there are some breweries like taking Wanderjack, for example, you know, right now that, that's a seasonal mm-hmm. sort of beer, so it's gonna be fresh. So you don't have to worry about it. But those core brands, I never walk into a store saying, "I want rainbows. I want Frame IPA." If it's hoppy stuff, yeah, it's always like, "What's in the store?" And I flip on the bottom,
1: and what's the freshest? That's what I buy. When I go camping, I tend to go with the uh, the first love and just do those here in Nevada. <sighs> so like, I just Whoa. make it like a no brainer. Yeah. <sighs> I love that beer. Uh, yeah, it's a really good beer. I it's a good you, camping
0: beer. There's this one time I was in uh I was in Southern California. My grandmother passed away. This is probably four years ago, something like that. And my uncle lived out in the desert. And he I was staying with him. And there was act there was he lives in the he lived in this on this plot of land kind of in the desert. And not too far from his place, there was this like bar and hotel. And I stayed a night at the hotel. And we were in the bar. There's like they love this bar. It's this biker bar right off the highway, sort of thing. And I walked in and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm in California. Oh yeah, what do you got on draft?" They were like, "Ooh, no draft." I was like, "Oh, no draft, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay." And uh, I was like, "Well, what kind of beer you got?" They were like, "Coors Light, Bud Light, Hams, Rainier, Heineken." We on I was like, "You have any craft beer?" She was like, "Oh." Yeah, we have some Sierra Nevada Pale Ales here, and they were in like the the stubby like bottles.
1: Seventy-five. Yeah, they were like <laughs> in the
0: stubby bottles, and I was like, oh, "Sure, I'll go for that." And I, yeah, and I was like, "God, how bad is this going to taste? How yeah. old is this beer?" And they like had them cooling in buckets of ice, like they didn't even have them in coolers. That's a cool bar. And uh, she cracked it for me, and I took a swig, and I was like, "Oh, this is good. This must oh, still yeah. be fresh." We were there for about seven hours, I think, that night. Me and my uncle and his wife. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be my aunt. Yeah, uh, that would be. <laughs> whoopsies. Well, Sorry, on, Aunt Cammy. I love you. Um, <laughs> and I think I drank seven of those, seven or eight that's of them. That's a beautiful it's beer. Just, just pounding them away. Just said, you know what? Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Uh, what do you got? What do you got cool on draft right now at Lombard House?
1: Um, I'm really liking. Um, we got the Fire Opal from Upright. Um, that's everything they do. I mean, I'm kind of a Homer. It's just because it's all it's, so good. It's okay to be a homer, be man. Part of my I don't work at Breakside anymore and, and yeah.
0: I still drink a ton of their beer and spend money at their pubs.
1: Um it's okay to be yeah. a homer. We got um, I'm not a giant hazy guy myself, but we have a really good uh hazy from Wayfinder on the flower in the kettle. Ah, that is I am also beer. not a
0: big hazy drinker. I think I think Kevin and the crew over there does a really good job with
1: that one. Yeah. Um I'll drink it at the Moda Center. I got the lavender black currant coming in from Finn River. I think today Mm. that is, I'm not, again, I don't drink a lot of cider, but that is just a gorgeous cider. Finn river has always been,
0: if I had to drink cider, that's what I would go to. It's high quality stuff. It's expensive, but
1: it's high quality stuff. You get what you pay for with it, you know, and it's, yeah, I, I'm really digging on that. And then, um, you know, we had a, um, the new, new spring brewing, uh, they are, uh, Brian, who used to be with Flat Tail, it's his new um, his new brewery, and we had their Marionberry sour on, and it was fantastic. And there's like maybe two pours of it left. (laughs) If you want it, get there right at two o'clock because it'll be gone pretty quick. (laughs) If Brian doesn't drink them at one o'clock first, no, (laughs) just I won't. It's always a bad
0: idea. <laughs>
1: well, that's great. If you haven't been to Lombard House, I highly suggest going out there. Uh, you want to stick around for Beer of the Week? I would. And cool. I'll, if you've never been to Lombard House, we're at 7337 North Lombard. Um, and we're real easy to walk past. But we're just a little gray <laughs> building there. We're dog-friendly. Uh, you can bring food from across the street. We have a big food f- cart pod. Big food cart pod. Um, There's a... Manjamo Sushi, or I'm sorry, Manjamo Kazumi Sushi and um, Back Alley Barbecue will all bring your food over to your mm. seat at the bar now. So we we don't serve food, but we have food uh, that'll come right to your seat. So, and you can usually find street parking. Yeah. No problem. I never and have a the 15-minute sign outside is not, that doesn't. It's not enforced. You can park there for 15 days. No, it's <laughs> going to be Um I've but, done it before. <laughs> yeah. If you've never been out, please come out and uh, say hi to us. All right, great. Well, that's Brian Cook, owner
0: and operator of the Lombard House, sitting in with us as Mike Lynch Uh, is too cool for school this week. When we come back, we'll get into Beer of the Week. This is Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Once again, Brian Cook from Lombard House sitting in with us today brought in you know i was thinking about finding something and having a little treat for us but i knowing you brian i had a i had a good feeling you were going to take care of that yourself
1: yeah i got um this was a a a very when we were talking about um feeling good about the bar being back open Mm -hmm. uh this couple uh my friend kenny and i feel awful i'm drawing a blank on his lovely lady's name Uh, but they gave me uh two Bottles from the Russian River Small Batch series. Mm. We're gonna drink the Intinction Sauvignon Blanc. It's a Pilsner aged in Sauvignon Blanc barrels with Sauvignon Blanc um, juice added, and it's dry hopped dry hopped with Nelson Sauvin. But um, so just really getting after this. Yeah, we'll see what's this going white on. White grape characteristic. Is so there... This is uh, this is um, from like Vinnie's Small Batch. Um, they are part of like the Russian River auto club or whatever club you need to be to get these mm-hmm. one-offs and um they're they're going to be leaving the neighborhood and um and but they want it they gave me these bottles and especially coming from like her she said here these are from us we want to thank you Kenny brought me here for our third date and I was like oh and then I was like oh <laughs> the third date and oh, she's like yeah. and i was like i see he brought you here in an attempt to get laid and she's like and it worked and i was just like yes like also you're in successful business i was like I, i've never thought of us as a we're a first date bar i yeah, never thought yeah. we were like a third date bar yeah yeah you know third and, date uh, bar you, yeah you're yeah, going you to like ox or something yeah, nice yeah. yeah
0: buy me a steak dinner yeah
1: i mean yeah but i thought it was it was amazing and uh, it was one of the funniest things anyone's ever said to me about the bar, and I was uh, it just like, "It was all, yeah." So, cheers, cheers to them, and and uh, cheers to you, and then thank you, cheers to everyone out there who just made it through a crazy fucking year. Yeah, it's right. nuts. Uh, I'm
0: interested. I'm interested in in chatting about this kind of stuff with you because I feel like whenever we have these special occasions, you're always pulling something out that is barrel-aged mixed fermentation to some extent. What is it about this style that really grabs you? Is it the delicacy, the, like, speciality of it? Because you seem mm. to pull these bottles out from just everywhere all the time.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I love the idea of, like, spontaneous wild fermentation. Cool. Um, you have to, one, if you're a brewery doing it, You it's going to be one of the cleanest breweries you've ever seen because Mm -hmm. the controls around like making sure everything doesn't get crossed. You know, it's, it's pretty impressive that you can do it and do it well. Mm -hmm. I've been lucky enough to like work around some of like, in my opinion, the most talented people who do that. Like I worked with Kyle Krauss who runs the frame program, Mm -hmm. Sean Burke, you know, who's now at Forland. Um, Sam over at, um, uh, oh my goodness, Von Ebert. Sorry, Sam. Like, arguably some of the brightest minds i mean alex gannon Mm -hmm. garrett yeah like bobby burke all those guys and it's like they're all like the most humble dudes i know they make some of the most complex beer that you could make Mm -hmm. and and all of them literally to a person um can make these and then also make those like really clean pilsners and lagers that i like so it's um, I it for me a lot of it is like they're bottles that friends have made. Again, this is like a, a really, you know, a lot of these beers. I think I feel more connected to like the whole process of it. Yeah, I mean, well,
0: I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there. It's it's like it's like a special treat, you know. Mm-hmm. You can kind of. It's it's like it's like bringing out that really nice bottle of wine. Yeah, You know, that you like, you got some guests over, it's not just hosting, but it's like a special event, you know? It's mm-hmm. your kid's first birthday party, or it's your your anniversary.
1: Yeah, and I feel like these beers are made to be, they're certainly made to be shared.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't made think to you be... should be slamming, what is this, a 375? 500 mil? Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting because the bottle is shaped so much differently than their normal barrel aged mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a really beautiful, again, it's, the Russian River has a small batch series, And I, I hadn't heard, I'd never seen anything from it, so um, I appreciate them handing it off. And, um, yeah, it's for these beers, especially. I feel like they're for special occasions. But then also, the the origin of these beers was just so you wouldn't die from drinking water during time before we had (laughs) you know (laughs) like like safety controls. So like I I also love the idea that these were made initially to be sort of shared all day. You know, like you said, well, you don't want to do it all day, but the origin of it was basically like, let's not all die of dysentery. We have to f- ferment these
0: and I'm glad, beers. And I'm glad you brought in the Russian River stuff because I think these guys are the first, Vinny and the crew down there, this is the first brewery that introduced me to this style because mm-hmm. I was very, and still to this day, I I can't handle overly tart, overly acidic. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I first was really getting into craft beer, you said the word sour into my brain, or barrel aged, mixed fermentation, wild Mm -hmm. ale. Everything was like, oh nope, don't want that. These guys, through whether it's supplication or you know their their traditional Mm -hmm. barrel aged stuff, were the first kind of people that I tried and realized, oh, this is so much. This can be so much more nuanced so much more detail oriented and not just this pucker fest
1: yeah and i i tend i think we might have a similar taste like i can appreciate a lot of the lactobacillus beers Mm -hmm. but they kind of hit me a little even if i like it it doesn't always agree with my stomach i Um, I deal with a little acid reflux myself this beer uh, is really pretty like the, the brett stuff and the um, and that's what I, I get, tend to like those more grassy mm-hmm. bread flavors. This that, is nice and clean. I was just
0: about to say that, that that's way more, you know, I don't mind a little tartness. I don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't mind. I'd rather have more acidity than tartness. Uh-huh. Um, I don't mind a little extra acidity, but yeah, what, what, as I've aged and grown, you know, I spent a lot of time around Dan Hines who does mm-hmm. the barrel edge program at breakside. I've spent a lot of time around here and kind of around him. And because I know n- I knew nothing about the style would just ask him like what you did when you were young in 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 brewing just ask yeah. what seemed like dumb questions and Dan was always that kind of guy that's like no man no dumb questions I'll tell you all about it and he, he taught me and what I learned from my palate is I am really interested in that same thing that kind of grassy undertone and I'm really trying to taste the bread where is the bread at mm-hmm. is it young bread mature bread is this could this beer sit for a little longer and could the bread continue to grow i'm i'm really interested into that stuff that's kind of where my brain sits on a lot of these wild fermentation yeah.
1: i have learned that like i've saved a lot of beers way too long yeah you know and especially if I've, i'm kind of my new role is if it has fruit in it it probably tastes exactly the way the brewer wants it to taste and i've had the experience where like again and part of bringing these out too is that you, you wind up sitting on all these beers because mm-hmm. you're like well i'm not going to crack that by myself exactly you know
0: I'm, I'm down to, I'm finally down to about a case of dark barrel age beer, but I still have about four cases of wild.
1: Yeah. And it it is fun to open them up. I like a lot, a lot of times too. I like, I'll bring it back to whoever made it Mm and see if they want to open it and
0: what are their responses when you do that?
1: They're usually like, fuck you. I don't want to, like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, if you bring an old Myrtle,
0: if you bring an old Myrtle to to Sean Burke, is he going to be like, dude, get out of here? I don't, yeah,
1: probably. Like, you just, it's like asking your mechanic, like, to look at your, car, you know, like, <laughs> hey, can you look at this engine you, like, uh, you rebuilt for me last year? I don't know. It's, it, it feels, um, I've been, I have a lot of brewer friends. I'm still kind of like awestruck by like the magic they do. So I don't mm. like,
0: you don't want to basketball. I don't want to dork beer. out. Yeah. I want yeah.
1: I don't want to like dork out with them about like I do, but I know they don't.
0: <laughs> it's like and the uh, uh when you see the celebrity in the restaurant, you're like, Oh my god, that's Tom yeah. Cruise. I want to go talk to him. Nope. I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah. Not even take a picture.
1: Yeah, and I you wanna feel like a dummy, you're hanging out with like five dudes who are like world class beer and you're like, <laughs> I pour it. Yeah. I can pour it good. I can pour it real good. <laughs> and I can, you know, like By the there's... way, do we need another round of Rainier's over here or what? <laughs> yeah, but like and again, I I enjoy being that. I've always been more like the front of the house service person. I know it's interesting you know. working at just like you as a front of
0: house person for for a long time. I have friends that will ask me, you know, "Oh, you work in beer. That's so cool." And again, the the misrepresentation, I mean, I'm glad that the average consumer th- thinks thinks they are as cool as they do, but it is a misrepresentation. People always ask me, you know, oh, aren't you going to get into brewing? Isn't that the next step? And I was like, look, I'd need to go to school for like three yeah. years. I'm like, like, look, man, no. I, I I barely understand like what an H2O molecule is. I am not fit to be a brewer. I don't understand it. I understand the process of making beer. But like you're talking, like you're getting into like water chemistry and dissolved oxygen and things like that. And I'm like,
1: see ya. I don't know anything. You have to I leave like, those to the smart guys. Yeah. I, I, Not all of the brewers I know, but most of them are like innately engineer brained. Mm-hmm. And my dad's an engineer and he's, I just. Well, because it's building. That's, you're building that's something. Like that. I would love to have the attention to detail that you need to make a beer. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. However, and-
0: I can make sure that the beer is poured to the line with a proper pro- proper amount of head, yeah. and given to you with a smile and information if you need. Yeah, and
1: hopefully, like some good energy. Yeah, yeah,
0: not I can do that. Yeah. And what's funny is though you can say to toot our horns a little bit, is most brewers can't do that. So that's why we meet them. In I've Edo. had some friends who were like, I have no
1: idea how you talk to people like that. You know, like my yeah. buddy
0: Dylan, who's the R and D brewer at Slavtown Breakside. Such a nice, outgoing cool fun dude you mm-hmm. put him behind the bar and i think he
1: would just stand there and stare at you because he wouldn't know yeah. what to do <laughs> yeah it's uh i'm sure there are some brewers who are great bartenders but mm-hmm. i i yeah like a general like anic- like a little cross section from the guys i know i'm sure they'd rather like do anything than pour a beer and if asked sam to pour a beer he'd be like no i quit <laughs> i've seen sam pour some
0: beer yeah so all right at- all right so that, maybe that's why we have such a great relationship with them. They do what we can't, and we do what they can't.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've never. Th- that's a really interesting. And that to could say be it. part
0: of it, too. You're spending a lot of time in your own head, you know, like we were talking about with that mental health yeah. thing. You spend a lot of time in your own head that now you have to interact
1: with people, and you're like, whoa, I'm not ready for well, this. Or then, in our case, you're interacting with people all day, and then everyone leaves, and like, I need to put some tunes on and just chill out for a while. Because yeah. you're like, wow. Like, and he- it's... <clears throat> it's not that like I didn't love seeing everyone, but it's uh-huh. just it's hard to like put that next turn down to that next year to be able to like go home and fall asleep. I do that all the time. Um, you know, my current partner, she gets it, which is amazing
0: because when I was working <clears throat> you know, when I was working front of house stuff and I I'd, I'd get done with work at say eleven o'clock, you know, when we were first dating and be like, you know, why aren't why don't you get home till twelve thirty? And I was like, because after I got off work I needed to go sit at a bar, stare at bad ESPN highlights, oh, dude. and drink a beer, and just screw off on my phone. I just mm-hmm. needed that decompression. And thank God she understood that from the get-go. Yeah, Because it's 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 serious, man. We yeah, need it's to. A... I need to shut down. And then I've seen on the opposite side, brewers get off the floor, and they come into the tap room and want a pint. And I pour them a pint, and you're like, how was your shift? And they'll perk up. They're kind of like, oh, my shift's done. I'm great, man. Yeah. How are you?
1: I get to talk to someone. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, I feel very lucky to be in the industry, and it's definitely um, it's been good. I'm looks. super stoked. Like we said too, like I feel like almost I, like everyone made it. I feel like they survived. I, of like our little my circle of people mm-hmm. I know, you yeah. know, I and that doesn't mean that people aren't. I'm sure like there's a lot of financial implications sure. and other things, but like we just definitely, definitely s- lost some. It's nice to see people mostly still standing mm-hmm. and like. You know, um, not all of us. Um, You know, some people have fallen off. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, we should definitely um, to uh, King C. Ah, yes. Cheers to that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was a doozy. But um, Yeah, you never
0: see that stuff coming.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, just like I said, we're not all still here. And, um, yeah. Yeah. What are you tasting? What do you like about this beer? I it I get like a kind of lemongrassy thing mm-hmm. going on. I'm getting a ton of citrus. Yeah. I really it really um it reminds me of like several beers we did at the Commons a little bit. Mm. Honestly. That like I like that very bright effervescent um Yeah, the citrus thing going on and uh Yeah, it's um it's very like when I say like subtle, I mean like in a very good way.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know, the traditional Brett flavor is there. I find it really nice and balanced. I'm getting most of my acidity. Yeah, it's like uh it's like uh, uh almost almost if you squeezed a lemon into a neutral Brett beer. That didn't have that wasn't like dry hopped or yeah, anything yeah, like very... that. Like you it it's yeah. got this like fresh lemon mm-hmm. zest acidity to it. That I'm really into. This is cool, man. Like, we're never gonna see this up here. I mean, we barely see Russian River as it is. For a while, we'd only get there. Tastes like third date to me. What's that?
1: Tastes like third date
0: tastes like third date that's such a great story <laughs> that
1: was like, it was like i was like you oh. find a
0: way you need to find a way to commemorate that oh and i like, was like oh this,
1: oh like third date third date yes. take this
0: bottle with you or the other one you have and get the sticker off of it and put it somewhere
1: and I, just write it'll third be date. In another pile of crap that i never hang up <laughs> i'm trying to get rid of the piles you got a ton of space on the walls man what oh are you talking about we're running out of space in there for sure <laughs> but no it's and it, again it's like um Really, I forget how much I like these wine grape. Mm-hmm. I was like sort of blown away when uh, we did like some of those over at the Commons, and like I know Alex was doing them. Um, I think like one of the first beers I remember them doing, where I was like, "You're putting like grape musk in into a beer? That what, sounds what are you awesome. doing here, dude?" But like what? it's crazy, yeah, and it's a you beautiful you psychopath. Know, like, we're again, we're like we live the West Coast in general. We have a lot of great fruit. I think it gives a lot of opportunity for brewers to get pretty uh I mean creative obviously this is like a little work of art this beer but I'm I'm digging it. All right, that is in what, what do we got here?
0: Intinction Sauvignon Blanc the small batch series from Russian River Brewing out of Sonoma County. Thank you Vinny for making it. And, Thank you Vinny for making it and uh yeah, thanks for the the gift. And congratulations on your third date being successful enough to uh, be a happy couple. To one
1: yeah. I mean, that's That's great. That's a great uh, compliment for the bar.
0: (laughs) Well, that'll do it for us. That's Brian Cook, owner-operator of Lombard House. Thank you so much for sitting in, my friend. Anytime Mike is gone, I'm just, I'm going to give you first dibs. If you want to say no, you can. I'm always happy to come mumble under the
1: microphone. If you want to
0: say no, you can say no, but I'm always going to give you first dibs.
1: I'm always terrified when I leave here and be like, guys... Say anything really stupid? So well, this
0: podcast is going to drop at four p.m. So you can All wait right. till then to find out. Good lord! All right, that'll <laughs> do. That'll do it, that'll do you, it for us. When we'll we'll be back next week. We do have a third episode at Pelican coming up. We're still trying to figure out the dates. Uh, next week episode will be. We have some really fun, great announcement to make. Um, and so you'll you won't want to miss that probably kind of got an idea because, you know, we like to do the things we like to do. Uh, but Mike will be back next week, and we'll get into that. Until then, go do fly something. why Eagles, fly. I would do. Catorce.